to Blog Talks Radio, A Date with Destiny, for Monday, April 23rd. I'm your host, Lisa Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Making It Happen Incorporated, Transforming Your Dreams into Reality. We've got a fantastic show for you this evening. Joining us in a few minutes will be Ms. Teresa Hamilton, CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated and the author of Eight Steps to a Fulfilling Life. And we also have Ms. Terry Collins, a licensed clinical social worker, and we will be talk, uh, taking your calls and questions later on in the show. Today, our topic of conversation is about purpose, being on purpose, um, knowing what your purpose is, how to determine what your purpose is, and walking in it. Being living on purpose is something that I go into great detail about in my book, Destiny Awaits, The Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink. Once we discover what our purpose is for being here, we can then live out our lives in more peace, love, and joy. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of our subject, let me introduce to you our guests this evening, Ms. Teresa Hamilton and Ms. Terry Collins. How are you ladies doing this evening? Wonderful. We're doing very well and delighted to be here, Lisa. <laughs> thank you, well, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Teresa, let's just let's get this going. Let's let's start with you. You are the CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated, MIH. So tell us a little bit about Making It Happen. Well, Making It Happen started out in the year 2003, and actually it happened over uh, lunch with a friend. I, I wanted to start a group that would help people reach their dreams or purpose. Um, I was working corporate, um, in corporate America, and I just still kind of felt empty inside, and I felt that there was something that I should be doing other than what I was doing. And mm-hmm. so uh, a friend of mine, her name is Victoria Moore, we got together and we each decided we would invite uh, at least ten of, our, 10 of our friends. And so we invited our friends. There were about, I guess, 12 of us who started out. And essentially we just met and discussed goals and plans for our future, whatever it is we wanted to accomplish or do. So that was the ultimate start of the MIH or Making It Happen group. Okay, thank you. And Terry, tell us a little bit about what it is you do as a licensed social worker and what led you into that field. Okay. Um, I um, The actual title is uh, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. Mm-hmm. And um, what that does is allows me to practice social work in the state of Maryland and the licensure level that I have allows me to do private practice part-time, which I do um, as an independent contractor, and Mm -hmm. my full-time position, um, I work for the Office of the Public Defender, and um, in that role, I do what's called forensic social work, Mm -hmm. and I've been doing social work now probably going on 10, 15 years, telling my age now. (laughs) That's Um, okay. And in this field of... I knew that um, originally I was working um, actually in a criminal justice type of setting, and I knew I wanted to help people in some mm-hmm. capacity, and so that's why I um, got my undergraduate degree in psychology and then in social work, and so here okay. I am now. Okay, wonderful. So great. Let's let's talk about um, purpose, ladies. Uh, Teresa, you have yeah. been an entrepreneur for how long, and what prompted you to decide to step out there and do your own business? Um, I've been an entrepreneur for about almost a decade now, and like I said, I initially started working for the University of Maryland College Park as a researcher, and I did that for ten years, and I really loved research. I enjoyed working with people, and then I kind of have my time. I was there for 10 years, and I did five years at Arbitron, and I enjoyed my stay there. I loved the work. I was, again, a researcher, but the difficulty I found was that I wasn't feeling like I was fulfilling that creative side of me 100% and that it was a full, fully felt creative um, immersion as far as my life went. I always mm-hmm. felt like due to a lot of the uh, 
bureaucratic processes that you see within an organization that you, the real you, wasn't coming out. Sometimes you make suggestions, and like of the suggestions, only maybe 1% were getting moved forward, even though you were running an organization. I was a manager at all of the organizations that I worked, but I was in charge of departments, but the things that I thought really need to take place weren't taking place. So mm -hmm. that yearning, that desire that was deep within my soul, my gut just kept cropping up time and time again, and I knew that eventually I would have to make a decision because I just was so not happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. when I would wake up in the morning, it was like I was putting one huge left foot in front of the other, and it was just like you didn't even want to hear the alarm go off because you mm -hmm. just weren't happy. And so as mm -hmm. a result, I just prayed. I prayed to God about, you know, what should my next step be because I had fought, felt like I had accomplished as much as I had, was, and I just couldn't see myself, honestly, another five or ten years as a corporate worker. It just didn't feel right to me. And so as a result, that's when... I just prayed, and God led me to do something simple, which is to go online and just fill out uh, a form um, for uh, to start a business. And it, it was as simple as that, and that got the ball rolling. And because my dad owned a cleaning business, I knew if I couldn't do anything else, I could start out doing that very easily. So mm -hmm. I started cleaning. Actually, I was very fortunate to start a cleaning and painting company first on Capitol Hill, and then from that, it gave me enough time to morph and work the Making It Happen group. Okay. And tell us, what is the name of your um, cleaning business? Because you actually have uh, two businesses. Yes. It's called York Enterprises, and the York stands for You Are to Receive the King Enterprises Incorporated. And my grandfather, who was a good man, he died, but he only had one daughter, my mother, and no son. So we wanted to be able to carry his name on. And, of course, his last name was York. And then because we're a Christian family and we believe in God, we wanted to give it a significant name, and thus uh, you are to receive the King Enterprises Incorporated. You are to receive the King Enterprises Incorporated. Correct. That's awesome. That Thank is really you. awesome. So York Enterprises. So so you were in corporate America, and I'm quite sure, you know, okay, well, tell me about your salary. Was the money good? Well, I was very fortunate. As a, at a very young age, I guess I was 35 or 36, I made close uh, uh, close to 100000 a year So mm -hmm. I was, <laughs> when I left, my last corporate job. So sometimes it's not all about the money. Um, you can have a lot of money, and, and that's not going to make you happy. That's not going to move you forward in life. Um, and I can honestly say that as I've been working with making it happen, I have not missed that I, that salary, um, we're right. working on getting me back to that point, but mm -hmm. that's not the first thing I could say I, I miss um, mm -hmm. in the sense that the peace that I have because I took a risk, because mm -hmm. I went out there on faith. And when I left my last corporate job, which is working for WestEd, which is an international firm, um, as a researcher, when I left there, um, I really took a leap. Just I just went without another job. I didn't even take unemployment. I just allowed God to lead me in the direction that he wanted me to, to be led in. So it mm -hmm. was truly a faith walk. And the only thing I had going for me was a wonderful family. So my right. family stood behind me and supported me. And so I would encourage, encourage everyone out there that when you're going through or taking a path, you can never take a path alone. You need God mm -hmm. and your brother. So we are responsible for helping to encouraging, and that's what MIH is all about, is we start with our belief in God, and we believe in our brother. We believe in seeing him reach his dream to, you know, my dream is his dream and so forth, and we live that mantra. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That is that is really important. So you took the faith walk, and you just never looked back. You just kept yeah. on going. Yeah. And now you have two businesses, and you've never even missed a meal, have you? No, never missed a meal. <laughs> I always had a roof over my head, so I consider myself to be more than fortunate. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Now, Terry, yeah, tell us a little bit about um, what you do and and why it's so fulfilling to you. Okay, um, you know, listening to Teresa, it's um, it's funny because our journeys. Um, even though they're, they're, they things evolve differently for me, 
it was still mm-hmm. a journey for me in my career um, because I've I've I'm actually been a state employee, but I've been at four different state agencies in mm-hmm. some, in a different capacity doing social work. And you know, I agree with with Teresa wholeheartedly about uh, working somewhere and feeling um, stuck or feeling like your creativity or your spirit has been um, mm-hmm. diminished in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I wanted to say about that is that um, it's important that people not fear change. Right. Um, and I don't ever think that it was it's in, in God's um, plan for any of us to be stuck or immobilized in fear. Mm-hmm. And, I agree. Um, when you feel something and it's not, it doesn't sit right or it diminishes your spirit, then I think that that's God's way of saying we need to move. And then mm-hmm. he provides those doors um, and those opportunities, but we still have to be the ones to step through the door. Right, right. And, and you know, and it's so incredible that you, when you when you mentioned that, um, that, that fear, and I always go to the acronym of fear, false evidence appearing real, and you would be surprised, then again, you probably wouldn't, but so many people out here are fearful of change. Like you said, they're fearful of moving ahead, and they have these little promptings, but they ignore them, and they're, they sit, you know, in their, in their comfort zone, mm-hmm. and, you know, but they're, they're comfortable, but at the same time, they're not fulfilled and they're not happy. So right. you're absolutely right. Fear will keep us in a spot. And and that's why a lot of times, you know, uh, life, you know, we wonder why things continue to happen the way they do, and then we sit and we watch thing, good things happening to other people when actually they could happen to you too if you just move beyond that fear. Right. Um, and so part of my um, practice, my full-time job, uh, like I said, I do what's called forensic social work, and... Um, so I meet people under circumstance, not, not under the best circumstances. They've, mm-hmm. you know, they've committed crimes, and mm-hmm. what I do is help them. I go through what their life journey is and what mm-hmm. got them from birth to the current circumstance they're in, and it's amazing to help people put together their life events on a timeline, essentially. Right. Um, and to see where where they came from and how they got to where they are. Mm-hmm. And in my private practice, um, I really help, I try to help people focus on, first, people need to be accepted in their pain, whatever mm-hmm. that pain is, whether it's real right. or perceived. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel some type of emotional pain. Sometimes people want to feel validated. Mm-hmm. And, and then in that, it's okay for them to feel like they can change and give them some hope. Right. Um, and so that's why I love what I do, and I love to be able, I feel it's a privilege for me to be able to touch people's lives in some some small way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Very good. Now, never, you said that you have a, your own business as well? Well, it's, it's not my own business. Because mm-hmm. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, mm-hmm. I, I can essentially... I can open up my own private practice because I can bill people's medical insurance. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. What I do right now in private practice is I work for what's called a group practice of other social workers who work together. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, they have an office space. There's um, someone who they have independently that that will come in and do the medical billing specialist. And then Mm -hmm. we have a receptionist that works two days a week. And so... As a group practice, we share those expenses. Okay. Okay. But, but the mm-hmm, go ahead. The clients are billed because I am a licensed clinical social worker. I have a medical provider, a medical assistance mm-hmm. provider number, and can bill through people's medical assistance. So I guess for me, my question would be, what you are doing right now? Could you see yourself doing anything else? Um. No, I love what I do. Um, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And it, I, like I said, I love to, to talk with people. I love to find out what their journey is. I love to help people put the puzzles 
the piece, mm-hmm. puzzle pieces together of their of their lives. Right. And you know what? And life is a puzzle, isn't it? You know, one thing um, that I, when in my talking with um, people, I have to stress to them to help them to remember that life is a journey, and everybody's journey is different. You know, we may all up in, in the same place down the road somewhere, but we all go through stuff. You know, and and for me, the most one of the most important things is like when we reach a certain age, um, we all we we wonder what are we doing here? What is my purpose for being here? And and a lot of times we're unhappy because we haven't figured that out yet. So, um, you know, my question to both of you ladies is, you know, what did what was the process of you discovering what your purpose was in life? Teresa, you want to take that one first? I, I, I think Teresa's path was probably her. much more purposeful than mine. <laughs> yeah. Mine, unfortunately, I think was well, no, no, but Remember, I kept... ladies, everybody's journey is different. Yeah. Right. Um, I can tell you that um, what I always tell people is the secret to a fulfilling life is their connection to God. I just believe that God, when he created us, destined us to be who we are today, and Mm -hmm. that he takes us on this journey or what I call a faith walk, and that if you constantly look to him for guidance and direction, he will show you where you're going to go. And just kind of look up and you will end up in a place much, much richer and fulfilling than you ever thought possible. And I think that that's the key. It's the key is... Just believing in him, and when you believe in God, he allows you to build your own self-esteem to feel like nothing is impossible as Mm. long as I have him with me. And that has been my journey. I mean, even when I was in the corporate group, I was was fortunate to work with some of the top um, uh, research technicians practitioners in my in my business. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was able to publish. There were so many things I was able to do even in the corporate life. The re, the, the the reality is is that as long as you have God with you, he will guide you. He will prepare you. He has a path mm-hmm. that he yes. will prepare for you and you'll yes. look up and you'll say, "Oh my gosh, all of that training, that course I took, that mm-hmm. person I met, it was all mm-hmm. for this reason because now I'm here, and not only am I here, but I'm happy. I'm at peace. I have a peace that I wish I could give away. It's so strong. Yes, yes. And once you get that peace, I mean, it's it's like a feeling that you can't even fully describe. It's yes. hard to put into words. And you know, one of the things for me, Teresa and Terry, and I know that you can relate to this, is that we once you realize that god is the center of everything we try to in business you know just forget that you know god exists and we we walk in, in into the world alone we think we're alone because we yeah. put god on the shelf until something bad happens and then we want yeah. to pull him off and you know pray and 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 then get you know try to grow closer but what people fail to understand and realize is that and 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 you know when when christ was uh, walking the earth he said this to us. He said that um, I have come, you know, to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. But one of the other mo- more important things that he said was that the same God that dwells in me dwells in you. And people don't realize that the great I am is, is within them. You yeah. know, we forget yeah. how powerful we are. When they say, everybody goes around saying, oh, we are created in the image of God, but then you yeah. don't walk in that. You don't yeah. act like it. You don't receive like you are. You're not bold in his word. So really, when you understand who you are and where you came from, then you can start to ask the questions, well, why am I here? What is my purpose? And then your mind, your ears start to be fine-tuned, and then yeah. you can hear that still, small voice, and mm-hmm. then you can start to, that, that thing that's down, buried deep down inside of you starts mm-hmm. to awaken and come alive, and exactly. now you're like, wow, you know what? I knew that I could do this, or you know what? I'm an artist. I love to paint, I love to draw, or whatever, whatever it is, as long as you start to ask those questions, he says, seek and ye shall find. The answers yes. will come to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Lisa, you just made an awesome point, and that is is that 
so often we think we've got to have a million dollars or, you know, there are yeah. no people out there in your listening or the audience who probably says, to them, I want to start a business, but I don't have the money. I want right. to start a business, but I've got a family. How is it that I'm 50 and I'm going to go out on this venture? All I suggest, like I said, is maintaining that connection and then just start thinking about it. Don't worry about money because a lot of the things that I've been able to do have been truly people coming in my life and just gifting me. Just Mm, the things that I've mm. gotten, I have not paid full price for. So there are a lot of things that someone can come along and give you just information to help you along your way to be successful. So money is not the issue. And, you know, that should not be a concern of anyone. Well, and you know what, and and to – I, you you know, you are a witness um, when um, I was going through the process of writing my book. You know, I when I was younger, I mean, I'm an avid reader. I love books, love books. And um, I always knew somehow, someday, I was going to write a book. But then I never exactly knew, and I'm quite sure, Teresa, you can relate to this because you, you have a book as well, but I never knew what I was going to write about. But I just believed, I believed, I never got, gave up the hope or the faith that one day I would. And so here I am, you know, I'm not even going to say how many years later, but I have a book. And in the process, I didn't even know where the money was going to come from, how to go about doing it, any of that. And as soon as I made up my mind, and that's the thing, that's the key, we have to, start, we have to make up our minds. Our minds have to be made up in the direction of of what we want to do. And once you do that, God will open up the universe, the the laws that he has set up. When we talk about laws of the universe, we're talking about God's laws that he has put in place for every single person that's walking this earth. And when you decide as soon as it clicks to you, as soon as you decide what it is you want to do, the universe opens up. God gives you the people, the places, the resources, everything. Everything just yes. starts to come your way in order to yes. make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's effortless. It's just like, wow, I can't believe this has happened. And exactly. the person that you need as an author or the layout person comes or the yes. printer who's at the best rate and price comes along. So it's all of that uh, yes. that comes about as a result of our faith in God and just believing in ourselves. And he will just bring those people along to help us fulfill our purpose. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, Terry, with you, um, I know that, you know, we have talked, uh, we talk a lot, and you have shared with me some of the uh, um, cases that you may have worked on. And, you know, and I just think it's amazing that you're able to just jump in there and reach people um, where they are. So I admire you for that. And when people come... When I do therapy, I make sure that people know that it, this is not about me. And it, and one of the things that I think about, Lisa and Teresa, is you know how God talked about diminishing ourselves mm-hmm. sometimes so that he can be bigger mm. in us, so yeah, that his, yeah. you know, his love and care can show through through us. Yeah. And so when people yeah. are in therapy with me, it's not about me, and I want to make sure that people know that I'm not going to tell them how to run their life, but I will help them if they if they want my help. It's not up to me to tell them, but I'll help them to try to put those pieces together. Right. And I always want them to, if they come in and they're crying and they're in pain, by the end of that session, I I want to feel that I've let them cry and express that pain but also when they're walking out that door that they feel uplifted in some small way, that they feel some source of hope. Right. Um, and when you talked about, I know we're talking about walking in our purpose, one of the things that's really hard, and it's hard, in the, especially in, I think in the African-American community, is we don't acknowledge that pain. And people, when people are in pain, when things have happened to people in their lives, when they've been traumatized or betrayed, people get stuck in their past. Mm-hmm. And when you're stuck in your past, you can't move forward and walk in your purpose. Mhm. 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 And Now didn't you tell me earlier about a a, um, a young woman that you just helped with that issue um yes. by helping her to go back into her past? 
Well, it wasn't. It, that wasn't me. That was you working <laughs> through me. Um, do you, I do you care to expound a little bit? <laughs> um, your book, um, doing a therapy session. And what I like to do is I ask people if they've been in therapy in the past, what worked and what didn't work. And this one particular lady, um, she doesn't really like to do a lot of talking, and so I had to find some kind of vehicle, some type of um, something where she could read and then do some type of exercise, you know, to help bring her out. Mm-hmm. And so the, the most the, the thing that sticks out in my head is that first chapter in Lisa's in your book where you talk about taking a person back to their childhood mm-hmm. and remembering those things that um, inspired you, that uplifted you. Um, and and this was a woman who's very carries the weight of her world, the weight of the world, just in the way she walks and the heaviness of what happened to her in her life. Mm-hmm. And you know, I she read that chapter and we talked about she was able to remember some really happy moments in her life, and there was a smile on her face that she was just uplifted in that moment mm-hmm. through you know through what you were able to get across to her in that chapter, and it was wonderful. So she did the exercise at the end, and she reminisced about the things that she was happy about, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lighter time in her life when her spirit was free, right? was being fed. And, you know, and that's another thing, too. We Life kind of, you know, it just makes us so negative about things, and, we we are in so much bondage because of our journeys and our experiences and what we have to do is really like god wants us to be in that childlike state mm-hmm. you know we have to be trusting like that and um going back you know just doing the exercise like you said Terry as far as going back into your past into your youth you know, and remembering the times when you were free and just, you know, the things that you did when you were a child and the dreams that you had then, mm-hmm. you know, when you grow up and you look back, it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I used to love to do that. And yep. then you look at the stuff that you're doing now and you're kind of doing the same thing that you, you know, thought about back then, but a lot of times we forget about that stuff. Yes, we do. People become disconnected from, I think when we disconnect from, um, our spiritual self, we are disconnected from God. Exactly. We lose yeah. sight of that. And then it's all about the the, the flesh or what, we, what we've what we talked about, Lisa, is the ego. Oh, yes. It's constant. It's a constant trying to, to feed that ego through external things in our outside world, whether it's relationships or money yeah. or drugs or whatever, yeah. and we yeah. forget to feed our spirit. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. that's a very good point. Yeah, and the ego, you know, I always like to say, you know, the acronym for ego, E-G-O, is easing God out. So when we are focused on ego, we're not focused on the spirit, and that's where the war comes in between the flesh and the spirit. You know, we anytime, you know, uh, that ego flares up, well, you two can't occupy the same space at the same time, right? That's true. So when, you know, the ego is in play, we're easing God out. And that's where, you know, you've got the haters that come around and, you know, you're you're thinking about what other people are thinking about you. And, you know, that's another thing, too, as far as um, awakening and paying attention to what we're thinking about. People don't realize, they really don't, that words have power. <laughs> you know, and we the things that we say out of our mouths a lot of times, brings a lot of things that happen to us into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts become things, Lisa. Huh? Yes, thoughts become things. Thoughts become things, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And that's words the other have power. thing is that when you start out to be an entrepreneur, you really have to train your mindset because you're not thinking in accordance. Like I know some of the things I used to say all the time are, oh, if it's not one thing or it's another. That's a negative statement. That means mm-hmm. that you're welcoming more negative in your life. So mm-hmm. one of the things and the challenges to really kind of push through is checking your thoughts and not only checking them but then replacing them with good thoughts because sometimes we say, oh, I'm not supposed to think that way, but then how do we think, you know? Exactly. So the challenge will become putting in another positive thought to counteract the negative thought. 
Exactly, exactly. And you know, it's it's funny because you 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 know when you become enlightened and you your soul and spirit has awakened and it's in tune, you know, you start to your your vocabulary starts to change. And then the people around you, when you open up your eyes and you look out, you know, you you start to see things differently. So, therefore, when people start to talk, you hear the dialogue, and it's like it's almost like the nail scratching across a chalkboard, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when, when a person says, for example, oh, when it rains, it pours. Oh, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh, you know, we always have tragedy. Oh, this is wrong. And they're always stating the negative. Well, the negative things continue to happen because of the words that you're putting out in the atmosphere, and they don't realize that. Right. Right. You know, whatever we say, you know, that's why we ha- there's power in words. There's power in the tongue, you know, right. and, and that the power was given to us from the very beginning. It's, it's, it's our inheritance. Which you know, God why? said that I have get, given man power and dominion over everything of the earth. So we have to, therefore, start the work with inside of us in renewing our mindset, paying attention to the things that are coming out of our mouths, because mm-hmm. you are speaking, you are speaking life, you are speaking yeah. life and death <laughs> yeah. into your own world, and you don't mm-hmm. even realize it. Right, which is why Jesus said, renew your mind. It's a exactly. renewing of your mind. <laughs> yeah. It's a renewing yeah. of your mind. Yeah. 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 And we have and to push past death, our fear. Mm-hmm. Right, and life and death, as you said, Lisa, is in the power of the tongue. And so often, not only that, but you have to, one of the things I think is mindful in training yourself is training those around you as well. So that mm-hmm. means that if there's someone who's so negative, sometimes you just want to limit your contact with those people because mm-hmm. those people that kind of have that kind of negative energy clout can really impact how you're thinking. And that's why with making it happen, we just believe in the importance of us being like-minded, believing in God, and wanting to see each other succeed hanging around each other just for a moment because we believe in the power of what it does for our lives. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And when you're walking in purpose, you're going to notice, you're going to discover, well, first of all, you got a new walk, you know, yeah. and this is a true rebirth process. I mean, you have a new walk. And when you're walking in purpose, you're going to recognize that some of the old folks that you were hanging around before, they start to, you don't even have to tell them to go away. They'll start to fall off because yeah, it's a new yeah. you. They yeah. don't, your light now is shining so bright yeah. <laughs> that they, it's too bright for some people. So they start yeah. to fall off by the wayside, which is good because if they're not going where you're going sometimes, it's good that the, you, you let them go where they're going. Because right. your thing is you want to be successful in your life. So then you yeah. have to start hanging around people who have already done what, you're, what you want to do, are going where you want to go, and that can help you along in your journey, period. I mean, if you hang around negative folk, you're going to get negative things. And if you yeah. if you continue in your own mind to put yourself down and to say, well, I've tried this before and I'm tired and I can't do it, I can't, I can't, I can't, well, you know what? You're absolutely right. You can't. And I tell people that all the time. They say to me, well, you know, I've tried this and that didn't work for me and I'm just, you know, at this place now in my life where I I just, you know, I, I don't think I can do this and I don't think that. I was like, oh, you know, you're right. You can't. <laughs> and they're like, well, wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to be inspiring and motivating me? I'm like, look, you've already defeated yourself. Yeah. Right. You've already said that you can't do it. So you're right. You can't. Now, when you start to feel like or you start to turn that thing around and say that you can do it, then we can talk. Right. Right. Because now we have something to work with. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and the other point, at least I wanted to make, is one of your most popular points, which is letting go of the good to get to the great. And yes. I think that we all must recognize that God didn't create average creatures or people. He created great men. And yeah. then we have to walk in the greatness that he ordained us in. And that's, that's right. a, a challenge for us because it's very hard for us to think that way. But 
we were, you know, we're kings and queens. We are the sons of God. He has created us in his image to be all that we were meant to be. And so mm-hmm. we have to always remember that as well. Right, exactly. Yeah, moving from the good to the great. Um, and really what that means is, like, if you look in your life and you're not fulfilled, but it's okay, you know, you're doing something and, you know, you're satisfied with where you are. Well, if you're satisfied with where you are, then that's good. That's a wonderful thing. God bless you. But if you have, you know, any... Um, doubt or um, when you get up in the morning, you're like dreading getting out of the bed like you stated earlier, Teresa, um, and and you just feel like there's something more, there's something missing, well, then you haven't gotten to the great yet. And we don't realize that there is greatness out here. There really is greatness out here if we just believe that we are worthy of it. Right, and once you believe, then you have to be open to receiving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's you know, point. because again, you have to activate. You have to activate your faith. It's just like yeah. what we said. One I said earlier. You know, people will will pray and wait and pray and wait and pray and wait, and then God has come along with all these open doors. But people are thinking that it's whatever it is that's going to drop in their lap. You still have to, and that's why Jesus gave us free will. You still have to activate your faith and walk through that door. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And before we continue, I just want to give out the number um, just in case someone is listening in and they want to call in with a question. Uh, That number is 347-237-237. Four five one eight. Again, that call-in number is three four seven two three seven four five one eight. So yeah, getting back to the the, the purpose, and you know, we all we often talk um, about um, no man is an island, and how words have power. And Teresa and, and Terry, both of you can speak to this as far as um, no man being an island. Too, so many people think that there, you know, uh, there's nobody out here that to help them. And we try to go through life alone. <laughs> you know, I recently posted um, on one of my blogs about Terry. Well, here you go, Terry. This is you can speak to this as well. Um, your friend you know, that um, committed suicide a couple of weeks ago. Right, right. And here's a person that you knew better than I did, but, you know, here's a person that we knew, you know, Mm -hmm. and I never in a gazillion years would have thought that this person would have, you know, taken his own life. Right. And for me, knowing somebody that that actually did that, you know, somebody who has been to my house, that we've, you know, hung out together and so on and so forth, that's really uh, mind-blowing. So a lot of people are out here thinking and feeling that they're they're alone, that there's nobody that they can relate to or talk to or, you know, that understands them. So let's talk about that a little bit, you know, just about, you know, that there are people out here. I don't care if it's, you know, your neighbor or somebody that you can talk to, you know, to to so that you don't feel like you're the only person on this in this world. Right. Uh you know, we we have this need, you're right, we have this need to connect to people um, yeah. and to open ourselves up. And, you know, one of the one of the therapy sessions I had, um, and I, I don't remember who the, what the specifics were, but through the discussion um, we discovered, myself and the client, that the more you give of yourself and being selfless, the more you have to give and the more you get exactly. back. You get back equally what you give. That's right. Um, and that was, I think that was an important, an eye-opening. It, for me, it's eye-opening. And that's another reason why I like doing what I do because we never get to a point where we stop growing or changing. Mm-hmm. Or and, and for me, one of the things that, in my life, in my walk, in my journey, and what I share with other people um, that I'm doing therapy with is instead of being um, bitter 
about the past and being disconnected Mm -hmm. um, or angry that somebody did this to you, really look at what was the lesson in that that God wanted me to learn so that I could be a better person today. Right, right. Rather than being bitter, you know what I mean? Yeah. About something that someone did to you. Because yeah. all that does is just keep, continue to disconnect you from people. What is it exactly. that God wanted me to learn in that, and how am I how am I a stronger or a better person because of that situation? Exactly. So that I'm exactly. not closed off from the next person that God brings into my life. And, right. and, I, and I talked about this, Lisa. I mean, you know, the whole reason and season thing. God's yeah. going to bring people into your life, and rather than get stuck and be bitter about it, what's the lesson in it? That's right. Mm-hmm. And the quicker that you learn the lesson, the quicker you can move on, you know, to to the next part of life. Um, and that brings me to another point. Uh, when you're, you know, when you are walking in your purpose, you are happy, you're joyful, you're fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then and then your thoughts aren't you know you're not you're not thinking about the loneliness or or any negative thing um, in your life because now you are living the way that you were meant to live, and yeah. our destinies have already been written. It's up to us to figure out what that thing is and just walk towards it because it's already there. Yes, and I think that. Once you, like you said, Lisa, you're walking in your destiny, and it's not to say you're perfect or you're not going to make mistakes, but I think what I've come away from in looking at my years, say the first 20 or 30, and now looking as I move into, um, you know, middle age, is that the peace I have, I just wish I could give away. It's just Mm -hmm. so overwhelming, and it's always there. You know, even through the most challenging times, I'm always, I always have this sense of peace. And I think that that is, when we're talking about mental illness and things that people are doing to hurt themselves and whatnot uh, with um, antisocial behaviors or whatnot, a lot of it is because of that, uh, that they haven't found that true peace. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly, Teresa. And that is so important. And, you know, some folks think that they, they're they not worthy of it, though. I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Some people think that things that have happened in their past, they're holding on to um, things that have hurt them, the mm. people that have hurt them, and they're wondering, well, why can't I have that? Why can't I be happy? Well, you can be happy if you choose to be happy because we all have choices. Mm-hmm. And being happy, being joyful, being at peace is a choice. It's a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And we have to stop thinking that looking outside for other people to make us happy. And, or Lisa, the other thing is, again, what you just said, um, you know, being angry with people because they've done something to you, not allowing what someone has done, whether it's your, your parents who, were, who who did something to you or weren't there, that doesn't define who you, that doesn't have to define who you are today. Exactly. Based on what someone did to you in the past. Exactly. Exactly. And and it's hard to let go. It's hard. It, and, you know, I don't want people to think that, oh, it's so, you know, she sound, she makes it sound like it's so easy. But it's I wouldn't say easy. I would say it's a challenge. Um, and But it's one that if you work at it and you really want it, it is so worth going through the motions just to get to a place of peace. Yes, yes. Yes. I wouldn't sell my peace for anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and once you get to that peace, that place of peace, everything else around you starts to change. We have to realize that you can't change anybody else. The change has to start within you. Mm. It has to start within you. And the and the way to go about starting and, and to looking for that change is first you have to want to change. You have to recognize that you need to change. Yes. Awareness. You're right. Awareness. awareness. Awakening and awareness. Yes. 
And once you get to that point, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like like you said, Terry, it's a puzzle. Life is a puzzle, okay? And so there's so many, and, and and I wrote about this in my book as well. You know, I likened it to having a jigsaw puzzle. And you know how there are thousands of pieces to a jigsaw puzzle. And then some people might, you know, start with the borders. And then some people might like, you know, to start with the trees and then you want to move to the ocean or whatever the the puzzle is. You know, you, you clump all your pieces together and you just start putting the pieces to the puzzle together. And then when you find one that fits, you get so excited because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this fits. And so you just keep on going and going and going until you finish the puzzle, but everybody's puzzle is different. Or we yeah. might get that same box. Everybody, you might, Teresa, and we all might have that same box of puzzle pieces, right? But you right. put your puzzle to get together differently than I do. And, Terry, you yeah. put your puzzle pieces. But we all reach the end of the puzzle. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's all in the mentality that you have while you're putting that puzzle together. Yeah, right. It's your mentality and the way you are thinking about things in your life. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I can't stress enough that, you know, it's so important to think about what you're thinking about. (laughs) You know, how do you feel about a certain thing? And if it is in a, if it's a negative feeling, well, then you know what? Stop thinking about it. <laughs> well, I, you're I not. Nobody's forcing you. They don't have a gun to your head. Stop right. thinking a negative thoughts. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've been in uh, in a therapy session and someone is explaining some something that they did, some type of behavior that caused some type of negative consequence for them. Mm-hmm. And and I asked them, what was your thought in that moment? What were you thinking? And, exactly. And nine times out of ten, they will say, I don't know what I was thinking. Right, right. Because, well, listen, um, go ahead. Because people, they they get disconnected they get disconnected from the from from their they just act sometimes people just mm-hmm. act rather than mm-hmm. really contemplating and thinking and tapping into that inner that inner voice that inner spirit right you're you're absolutely right you're so right we have a caller um online and i'm going to uh, patch this person through um caller hello let me see if I can get them this way. Okay. Hello, caller, are you there? Yes. Yes, hi, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I'm I have good. a question. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to y'all ladies talk. And um, about the entrepreneurship and going for your dreams and your purpose, you know, that you feel as though you have, do you find out, do you find it maybe difficult if it's if a male or versus a woman. Let's say if it's a man trying to take care of his family and he got comfortable making the six figures and taking care of his family, but yet he was still unhappy because he never pursued his really purpose, but he got comfortable. You know, do you hmm. find it, is it easier for a woman to do or easier for a man to do? you find any kind of differences in that? Okay, that's a very uh, good question. Go ahead, Teresa. Yeah, you know, I think I think that I'm sure with uh, some men like you uh, pointed out that there is the extra challenge of I've got to be there for my family and take care of my family, so to speak. However, I do believe, like I said, I, I just believe fervently that if that passion, I, I do know of one example of a man who took the easy route out. He worked as a teacher, but his dream was to be a coach. And my friend um, at that time, she was like, oh, no, no, he needs to take care of his family and he's got this dream. But I felt from this guy that his dream wasn't going anywhere. He said she's going to have to either deal with it or not, but I am fervently entrenched in what is my passion. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you today he is a coach of one of the top basketball organizations in the country. And 
I believe that even though he had his family, that passion that was in him was so strong, even stronger than his need. And now the salary that he's making is more than what he would have provided for had he just played it safe. Wonderful. I like that. I like that. Thank you, caller, very much for that question. Thank you. Hang on. Before before the caller Uh hangs up, Uh for me, um, my question would be to you, I I heard you talk about um, taking care of your family and not necessarily being happy in what you were doing. And the question that I want you to, to ask yourself and think about, you are your spirit if you're filling if you're refilling your your vessel are you don't you have more to give of yourself to your family when you're giving when you're giving to yourself hmm. okay you understand what I'm saying yeah, I understand that okay because I don't know if it's about sacrificing yourself because I think that that takes away from you being able to, it's different than providing material things because you still have to be present with your family, which means um, okay. spending time. Uh-huh. And um, how do you define happiness? Do your children define happiness by how many things you can give them or do they define happiness by knowing that dad is there and that dad's happy? Because children know when you're not happy. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you're, when you are feeding your spirit and doing what your purpose is, you do have more to give to those that you love. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. We have another caller. We're going to go to the next caller. Um, Mm -hmm. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi. uh, My name is Angela. Um, Hi, Angela. Hi. How are you today? Good. How are you? This is your long-term friend, Angela, Virginia. Um. I just wanted to congratulate you on your Angela, show. And, whoa, hey, how are you? <laughs> well, thank and let you, you very know much. that I'm a great supporter of you, and I'm loving what you're doing. I'm loving what you're thank hearing. You. What thank I'm hearing, you. and I just wanted to just call in and just send you my love, and oh, you just continue you. to do great things. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much, girl. You're you take welcome, care. Sweetie. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, now getting back, thank you, Angela, for that. That was such a wonderful surprise. Um, just to touch a little bit about the, uh, the the gentleman that called in, I can so relate to that because I know with me and my relationship with my husband, I, you know, always, always, always encouraged him to move forward in his dream. Um, at first he didn't even realize, you know, that he had a dream. You know, and that's a, that's another thing. People don't realize that they have dreams, but you do if you just, you know, and, and because they don't think that they are realistic. They don't think that they can come, you know, to fruition. And then you've got the outside voices in your head, in your ear all the time telling you, oh, you can't do that. What? You want to do what? You know, so God gave you the vision. And he gave the vision to you. He didn't give it to your mama. He didn't give it to your daddy. He didn't give it to your sister, your brother. He gave it to you. So it's your vision to do with it what you want to do with it. And I've always, always, always encouraged my husband, you know, in whatever it is he wanted to do. Um, and I'm like, look, you know, life is, is really, you know, whatever you want it to be. So now I'm just glad that, you know, he's doing him. He's walking in his purpose. He's loving it. And I would encourage anybody out there who's listening to really stop and just take a moment to think about what your dreams are. And don't don't dream small because our God is a big God. You've got to walk in your purpose. What is your dreams? What are your desires? And it's not impossible. All things are possible with God. Do you get ladies agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I just encourage people, you know, to find out what it is, um, that talent that you have. 
Um, it may be that you like to write. It may be that you want to write a book. It may be that you want to build something. You know, whatever it is, you might want to open up a restaurant. Uh, you might want to start a catering business. Whatever it is you want to do, just make up your mind that you're going to do it, and it will happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, just real quick, uh, Lisa, making it happen, we meet uh, the third Saturday of every month at mm-hmm. Applebee's uh, in Town, Maryland, and I can give them the website uh, to get the address, which is www.mihgroup.org. But we help people do that. We help them reach their dreams or to meet their goals, and we do a lot of networking to help one another. And like I said, we always start with God and each other. And so if there's someone out there that doesn't know their way or needs the assistance or the help, please don't hesitate um, to check us out on the website and, and go from there. Yes, I agree. I'm a, I'm a member of MIH. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also... I also, you know, Teresa and I, we have a lot of projects going. We work together. Um, and I can testify to the fact that everyone who is in that group has prospered in yeah. some way or another. And and like you said, you know, we, we start off with prayer. We pray for one another, not just when we see each other, but when we don't see each other, we lift yeah. each other up in prayer. And every single person that is a part of that group is prospering. They are starting to walk in their dreams and walk in their purpose. How many How many authors do we have now, Teresa? I think about four or five, and we've got a couple of that are debuting. Uh, Miriam Bryce is going to debut her poetry. Um, I think it skipped at words at the UB Blake Center. <laughs> Yeah. May fourth at seven thirty. So if anyone wants to come out with some awesome poetry, please, please do. Yeah. And we also have two new radio shows getting ready to debut. Yeah. One, uh, yeah. um, one started, I think, last week, and another one um, is about to start yeah, tomorrow. So, you know, and we, we love the fact that everybody is doing something. We love to see people prosper. We love to yeah. see them, yeah. you know, um, succeed and excel. So um, what what I'd like to do now is just, you know, uh, let everybody know that, first of all, dreams are possible. Yeah. And whatever it is that's in your heart, if you truly, truly desire it, it can come to it can come to fruition. We know what we're talking about because we're walking in our dreams as we as we speak, and we're living it. So, right now, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in with us this evening. Um, I want to give a special shout out because I got to give my little shout out. <laughs> I got to give a special shout out to my nanny, Miss Clarice Davis who is so very near and dear to me and for being my true inspiration. I also want to acknowledge my Facebook Motivational Moments group for tuning in. Talk about an inspiring group of people. Thank you guys for visiting the page every day with your uplifting messages. Thank you, Teresa and Terry, for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your insight with us this evening. Knowledge is power, and when we yeah. know better, we do better. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, so thank for my you, li- Thank you. So for my listening audience uh, who want to know more about MIH, please visit the website at uh, mihgroup.org. Also, stop by my website, uh, yourdestinyawaits.net, and leave me a message on what you thought about our show. Please tune in next week, Monday, April 30th, at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. We will get into the discussion about relationships and loving yourself first, which is a subject that will come up quite a bit throughout our programming because, let's face it, guys, if you don't love yourself, How can we expect others to love us? Once again, I'm Lisa Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you next week. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.